welcome back to another episode of Just Do the Podcast. This is episode two of season five. <sighs> okay, what am I doing today? Today has been a very productive, busy day. I did a lot of homework today. Um, I'm actually recording this like way in advance before the season starts. Well, actually, the season starts this Friday. Um, I'm dropping my episode with Clay, Clay Billion. It was amazing. That was a really good episode. Um, I say that I feel like I say that about every episode that I record because they just get better and better and better. And it's just like that one was really, really good though. Like that's definitely one of my favorites. Um, even though I say that every season. I have like six favorites. But last season was definitely up there <laughs> with the episodes that I really, really liked that I did. Um, so yes, that's coming out. This is going to be the second episode, and then I have a um Another recording that I'm doing this Saturday with one of my close friends who has been on the season, uh, been on the show previously in like season one and two, I think. So I'm bringing her back. I'm not telling y'all who it is because she's very special and I know y'all love when she's on here because she be talking her shit too. So yeah, stay tuned for that. That'll probably be episode, I want to say four or five because I also have another episode that I need to drop with somebody else. So I'm just, because a lot of the guys that I've created episodes with beginning season four till now have all been like artists or like they've somehow been musically talented and it's just like although I love having as many artists as possible as I can on the show I need to connect with my roots and bring back my girls and all that stuff so I have two episodes dropping this season with two girls um so yeah we, we're going to keep working. We're going to keep building. We're going to keep doing what we've been doing. Um, I have some really, really good new things coming this season that I'm working on today, actually. Um, Roscoe Uwalin. As y'all know, that's who I, that's who made my um, the intro to my show. And clearly, obviously, it's intro related if I'm bringing him up because he's just so good with like the engineering, the production, all that stuff. So we're going to have a new... Uh, but when you listen to this, there will be a new intro attached to this motherfucker. Okay, and y'all better appreciate it because I worked hard on it and my ideas are just amazing. Um, definitely tap into my YouTube page because I'm getting more into the visual aspect of it and I have a really, really good idea for um, this season's intro. And I probably will keep this for a couple seasons too, like I did the first one. But the visuals that I'm going to create are going to be amazing. So I want you to really see them. Um, so definitely tap into my YouTube page if you're just an audio listener, which is fine. No tea, no shade. The, the intro will be on there as well. Just the audio of it, of course, obviously. But yeah, tap into my YouTube page because I'm really getting, I'm telling you, the ideas. What I will say to the audience is like, everybody usually says like, oh, I'm not good with creating things. or I'm not good at coming up with ideas. When you actually sit down and you just allow your mind to wander, but pay attention at the same time, the ideas that you create in that moment or in that time frame will be really, really, really good. Like, I've always been good with ideas and I've always been creative when it came to, like, what I wanted to do with the show or how I wanted it to look or how I wanted, you know what I'm saying? I've always been creative in that aspect. So when you really just, you can get the greatest idea doing anything. Like, I get my ideas in the shower. I'll be doing homework and I'll think about the podcast and it's like, oh, this is a good idea. Let me write it down. You can think of create of great ideas and create anything anywhere, anytime, any place. Your mind doesn't have any guidelines as to when and where it can create. So if you really pay attention to the ideas that you come up with just involuntarily that just pop into your head and expand on them and really think about them and really pay attention to them, anybody can be good at like creating ideas and being, you know, a creative person. 
but you just got to tap into it. So I hate when people say like, oh, I'm not good at coming up with stuff. I'm not good at coming up with the ideas. Actually, you, you do that. Yes, I'm really good at doing it. Don't get me wrong. But at the end of the day, everybody can be creative. And I just feel like lately in my life, like this podcast has been so good for me and such a good, it's been going so well, truthfully, because like I'm being, cre- I'm tapping more into my creativity. I think like definitely with me collabing with people has allowed me to really get comfortable in this seat and has allowed me to really be like, okay, I'm having all these different conversations with all these different perspectives and all these different outlooks on life and we're all doing different things and adding different contributions to the conversation. So it just allows me to be more creative and it allows me to really get in my bag and really tap into everything. Like every idea that I come up with or that I have come up with, I've written it out and it's co- like I've actually put put it in motion for real. Because your ideas are your greatest. I feel like creativity is our greatest asset, for real. Because nobody has the same ideas as you. They might have similarities and differences, but they're never going to be the same. And what you bring to my idea and what I bring to your idea are never going to be the same. Because we're two different people who think two different ways. So I think our creativity and our uniqueness as individuals is our greatest asset. But that's just my jewel for today. To be honest with you, I don't really have anything that I really truly want to talk about on my heart right now so I don't have like you know what I'm saying but every time I say that the episode ends up being fire and I end up talking about shit so it's just like I don't stress myself out when I have episodes like that because it's just like girl you know you're gonna come up with something in the midst of the conversation so yeah and I also feel like when you wing when you wing it a lot of the time like that's when the best conversations come about. Like, my episode with Zaire on last season, majority of that conversation, we was winging it. And it flowed, it went well. Gwitty, when I had him on the um, last season too. That conversation, we was winging it. Yeah, so every episode that I start, and I've noticed this more with, like, the artists that I've been collabing with. Like, don't get me wrong, every episode I write notes. An extensive amount of notes. Like, I literally have episode planners that I write or when I have guests on the show, I don't really do them when I'm by myself because it's just like I usually know what topic I'm talking about and I just expand on it as I go. But I'll write down little stuff if it's just me, but I won't really use the episode planner because I usually use that when I'm collabing with other people. Um, so yeah, every time I've collabed with an artist or with somebody else, like we get through all of the notes that I write on the paper and then I don't and then the conversation will just take its turn wherever it's supposed to go or we'll elaborate on whatever we already spoke about. So a lot of that, a lot of the episodes that I've been recording are just us winging it and just having full conversations and just you know, just getting to know each other. But the episode that I'm dropped that I dropped um, last week with Quay was really really good for me because that was my first time meeting him on everything. Like I'm trying to think who else was there anybody else that was my first time meeting them that I recorded with. I really don't think so though because Gwitty I knew. Zaire, I obviously know, that's my friend. Angelo, I knew, obviously, that's my friend. Tiaja is always on here. That's my friend. So I think that might have, I don't know if that was the first person. I don't know. It might have been. But I had just met him right before we were recorded. Like, he pulled up to my house. I met him. Because, mind you, we have always, always been cool on social media. We follow each other. He follows my podcast page. And he, he's always been super supportive. I've always been super supportive of him with his um, music career. I met him through Za, who was on last season as well. Um, so, yeah. I met him through Za. We've been communicating on social media. He's we've always said, "Oh, I want you on the show. I want you to show." Originally, I scheduled a episode with Za, Quay, 
and smooth the villain. That's who I'm really on your ass. And you better be on one of these seasons because that's, he's one of the, he's one, of, he's, he's a part of center block records, which Quay was talking about last episode. Um, he's the CEO of it actually. So I scheduled an interview with all three of them, but you know, our, between scheduling and planning it, it just fell through. So it never happened. Um, and then Quay hit me up like last week and was like, yo, let's just, let's just do it with us. And then we'll get the gang all together when the time is right. And I was like, hell yeah. So literally within two days we had it recorded and that was it. That was my first time meeting him. That's why when you watch the episode of with me and Quay, when he says that he's a tourist, I'm shocked as hell. Cause I didn't know, like I never met him before. So I never really knew his energy before that, but I knew when we were recording the episode, I was like, wow, we're both really, really comfortable with this conversation. We've never met each other, like, and it's flowing so well. So it was just like, why we vibing really, really well. And I never met him, but little did I know it was because we're both Tauruses and we're just the shits. We are them niggas. That's why. But, um, yeah. So I think that's also a really, really cool thing about it. Like you meet new people and you end up really, really connecting with them because you don't realize as the conversation goes and you get to know each other and you're talking about different things like you're connecting with this person and you're also connecting with the audience too so that's that's not another one of the really really cool things about podcasting is the people you meet and the people you the things you get to learn about these people that you meet too because you know everybody's different everybody has something different to bring to the table and I think that conversation was really really good we talked about music we talked about prison well jail sorry I know prison and jail are the same thing <laughs> we talked about his studio time we talked about his collaborations we talked about a lot of stuff so that was really, really a good episode. So yeah, all I would say is like when you're, and this is also one of the scary things that I thought about when I first created this podcast was like, I was a very closed off person. It's just crazy how I've changed from the beginning of this podcast to now. Um, and all of the accomplishments that I've made a year since then when I started, because also it's so crazy because yesterday I got a memory in my Snapchat and a year ago, I think it was a couple days. It was either yesterday or the day before yesterday, but, um, my first line of merch that I did with the Just J shirts dropped a year ago. So that's really, really cool to see everything that I've done since then and everything that any every way that I'm changing for real as a person. Because things that I've said in season one, which I've I've said this previously, but things that I've said season one, two, three, I probably have changed since then. So now my perspective on certain things changes. But it's just cool because in the beginning I was very closed off and I I strictly don't get me wrong, I had visions and plans to incorporate my friends and family into it somehow but I did not necessarily know how which is why in the first first seasons or so when I wasn't even doing YouTube the first season I don't think I just did audio and then I jumped on the YouTube bandwagon I think season two or three I can't really remember but I was so closed off and I was just like and also even the people that I did have on season one in the beginning were my friends it was my girlfriends it was you know just us um, I think that's what season is that episode one or two. See, I have so many seasons that I don't remember all these episodes, but I'm about to make 50 episodes, which is super, super big. Um, I think I have one, two, my paper's over there. I can see it. I think I have four more episodes until I make, um, three more episodes excluding this. So yeah, three more episodes until I make 50 episodes on air, which is super cool. I'm going to celebrate the fuck out of that because as I should, um, celebrate every accomplishment as a podcaster for sure. But I was definitely closed off and I, the only people that I really had on it in the beginning were people that I was super, super familiar with. Um, five Fine Friends, I think that's on either, that's like the season finale of season one or season two, I can't really remember. But it was literally all me and four of my best friends who I talked to, who I had talked to on the daily. Um, 
So they were the the same girls that you've seen throughout the first couple seasons were who I had on the show consistently because that's who, who I was comfortable with. But I realized as time went on and as I grew as a podcaster and as a person that it's okay to connect with people outside of your circle. And, you know, networking is 100% a big deal in the podcast world because it's really about, it's not really about what you know, it's about who you know. That really goes for everything in life, for real, not just podcasting. But podcasting, I'm realizing that, like, you're going to grow the more you introduce yourself to people, the more you get your face out there. When I went to the social uh, culture event, right after my one-year anniversary, and I was networking with people, I handed out tons of shirts. I handed out... um business cards, pens, all of that. Like, And I was really going up to people. I actually went up in front of the audience went up on the mic and made an entire speech about like what my podcast was about. So the more you do that and get your face out there and promote your product, the more you're going to attract people to follow you and be in tune with what you're talking about. So I think that's definitely, definitely important. And that was one of the events that I will always love that social, me- social culture media event because it just it gave me the extra push to really put myself out there and really be like, listen, you got a good product. You got a good show that people really fuck with, that people really listen to and promote that shit. Like you, your numbers grow every day. The engagement that you get with your followers grows every day. Like, you know, keep that shit going. And everybody wants to know who's the face of the product. So I am the face of it. And what I talk about and what I speak about is what I'm selling pretty much. So I have to be comfortable with, getting up in front of everybody and saying what my pro- my product is about. I can't be scared to do that because how are you going to sell something and you're scared to even talk about what it is? So I definitely think that's what I've learned this process and that's how I have changed for real because I'm very, this is my shit and you're not going to, like, you're not going, you know what I'm saying? Like you, I'm, I treat this with, I treat this like it's my baby for real and it is. But I'm just getting more into I think that also comes with me like healing and like growing as a person because it's just like nobody likes public speaking. Nobody likes talking to strangers. Nobody likes that. But when you're a businesswoman and when you really are about something and you're trying to promote something and make it grow on your own, you have no choice but to grow up and like bite the bullet and take certain shit head on. So that's definitely what I've learned. That's definitely what I've learned for sure. For sure. I have a lot of good things coming up with this uh, podcast. I say literally every season that I put out in the beginning, I say this every single time. I have great things that I'm working on. I have great things coming up. I have great collabs coming up. I have a whole file of like episode logs that I'm supposed to, that I was supposed to like get done with people over the season durations, all of them. And I'm making it my goal for September and October to knock out some of the episode sheets that I already have done because usually like things fall through with like scheduling or like you know planning out the episode or I have a lot of people let me fucking tell you like this I have a lot of people who will hit me up like yo let me be on the pod please I'm begging you I want to be on the pod so bad and then I'm never going to tell you no unless There are instances that I do say no. I actually had one recently. But let me let me let me really explain this instance, okay? We all know my main priority on this podcast is to promote things that I connect with, things that I like, things that I support, all of that. And things that are authentic because I'm trying my best to promote my best authentic self, right? 
if I don't agree with like what you're trying to promote, because essentially when you're trying to come on my show, you're either trying to promote yourself and what you do, your your own brand. Because I feel like everybody is their own brand. Whether you're selling something, whether you're making music, whether you just whether you work a nine to five, you are still your own brand. So I like to say whenever I'm bringing somebody onto the show, okay, what can they add to this conversation that I cannot add myself, right? What are they promoting? And do I essentially fuck with the whole idea of it? So when it's my friends, it's a little different, but not really because it's just like, okay, what can they add to the conversation that I can't add myself? Their perspective, their alternative perspective on what, where, whatever we're talking about. What are they promoting? A lot of my friends making music, they make clothes, they're photographers, whatever. So that's what they're promoting. Or even if you don't do any of that stuff and you work a regular job and you just want to get on here and talk shit, you're promoting yourself. You're promoting your point of view, your opinion. Cool. And do I authentically, or not authentically, do I genuinely fuck with the idea of it? A lot of the times it's yes, that's why they end up on the show. But if I don't like what you're putting out or I feel like, or if I essentially don't really know, or, or if I just don't see a point of you being on it or us talking about anything, especially if I don't know you and you're randomly like, I, okay, the one instance that I said no was because somebody hit me up first of all and he was like, um, what are you doing? Like, what's up? Let's work. So I'm like, okay, bet. Tap in with me. Like, whatever. Okay, what do you do? My Instagram page is called Just Share the Podcast. So asking me what do I do shows that you didn't do a lot of research or you didn't look at my profile at all to really see what it is that I do. Because anybody with their right mind would know, okay, this is a podcast page. Let me, if I want to get on it, let me at least do my research. Let me look at her videos. Let me see what she's talking about. Something, right? Because I feel like you have to do research on everything that you, everybody that you collab with, everybody that you, everybody that you collab with, you should be doing research on them. 110%. Even if it's just a friend you're going into business with, like essentially when they're on the show, I'm going into business with them. So a friend that you're doing business with, a company you're doing business with, a company, a job you're going out for, you need to do your research on everything if it's going to involve you. That's how I feel. So one, you didn't do your research. I don't really like that. And two, you you don't really got a lot of common sense because clearly it says just in the podcast. Like, what do you mean? And it, he came from another person that was on the show like he followed the person that was on the show and then followed me because he's seen the person that was on the show repost the post you feel me so it's like you already know you know then I was like what do you mean I have a podcast he was like how do I get on it you're talking to the person that you know what I'm saying like I can understand if I had like a secretary or something that was handling my phones or the dms or whatever but it is really it's just me so like I just I just don't know like I just didn't like how he was like what do you do Cause it was just like, you're not doing research and that shows me everything that I need to know about you already. You don't come prepared. If I'm in anybody's DMS, right. About collabing on a podcast or whatever, which I have done myself, which I will be on. I'm going to be collabing with other podcasts eventually too. So whatever, any collab, any podcast that I reach out to, to collab with me, I'm doing my research on you because I want us both to promote each other. First of all, and I also want to be on your shit because I stand for what you what you stand for and what you you know what you're about. And I want you to stand for what I stand for. You feel me? So it's just like you got to really pick and choose who you want to, you know, have on your conversations, really, because 
all business is not good business. So keep that in mind too. Be a good judge of character and be a good judge of, and being able to say no is also important. This is, this reminds me of like a comment. This is probably going to go on a different tangent, but this reminds me of a conversation that I had with one of my best friends a couple days ago. I went to her house cause I was just, you know, this is my therapist. Like a lot of two, listen, I got two girlfriends that I could call and talk about anything. And it's just like, I don't know how they're not sending me invoices yet. I don't know. Like if they were, if, bro, they are such good therapeutic women that it's just like, bitch, if I was, if you was calling me every week for some therapy, I'm going to send you your ass an invoice. No, I'm just kidding. But it's just like, that. that's, that's how good these girls are when we have conversations. That's how they deserve to be paid. Okay. That's the end of it. But I went to my friend's house and we were talking about, we talked about so many different things. It was really, really a good conversation, which it always is with my friends. But, um, she was saying like, I really, really need to learn how to say no. And I was telling her my experience with that because that's not something that comes to you like very quickly. That's something that you have to really, really gradually learn. And you got to go through some, you got to put yourself in some fucked up situations to really be like, okay, from now on, I'm going to say no. Like, that's how I really went about it. I think I learned how to say no when it came, when it came to my relationship with men, for real. Like, how do I break down the gist of the conversation? We were talking about our love lives, pretty much. And she pretty much meant I have to learn how to say no when it comes to dealing with niggas that, don't, that I don't need to be dealing with. And... I say this, if I'm not happy to be around you, if I'm not excited to be around you, or if you're not adding to everything that I'm doing for myself, I don't, I don't, I don't need to be around you. I have no problem saying no to people, to going out to things, to doing certain things. I'm going to say no because it's just like people have no problem saying no when it comes to them saying no to you. So why are you so conscious of, oh, I don't want I'm going to feel bad if I say no. I don't want to hurt their feelings. Bro, how many people tell you no on a daily basis? Or how many people tell you no when you need them the most and you reach out and you need a favor or you want to do something? Like, if other people are not hesitating to say no to you, please adopt that that lesson that you have every right to say no to people when you do not want to do something. I think I learned that through my relationship with men because it started to be like, okay, is this man somebody that I could see myself bringing home to my father? That's one question that I will ask myself immediately. When I click with a guy or when I feel like I'm starting to like somebody, is this somebody that I feel like I could bring home to my dad? And if the answer is no, because that's very, in order for me to really bring you home to my dad, you got to be really, really that guy. And a lot of y'all are not him. So like, if you can't imagine yourself bringing this man home to your father or around your family, he got to go. If you can't imagine yourself talking to this guy in the long term, not just a couple weeks from now, he got to go. You're wasting time. I personally feel like I don't have, I'm not, I've been told y'all this. I'm not interested in nobody's being nobody's sneaky link. I'm not interested in being nobody side piece. Cause I don't even give side piece energy. I'm the main ting or nothing, but I don't, if I feel like you, like there's no point in me fucking with you, I'm not going to fuck with you. And that's, don't get me wrong. That is something that I had to really, really learn because Essentially, as a woman, you get lonely and you like, okay, he's giving me attention. It's bare minimum attention, but it's better than no attention. That's how you think when you're young and you're lonely and you are a woman who just wants a man to want you, essentially. But as you get older, it's just like, okay, 
I'd rather be with myself than deal with these unnecessary men that don't satisfy me emotionally or fulfill me in any way. Saying no gets easier once you've learned yourself as a woman. Saying no gets easier when you start to really understand your power as a woman. So when I, I was telling her that, and it's just like, yo, like, honestly, don't even stress yourself out about that shit. Because I personally feel like she got to go through a, lo- a few more experiences for real to really grasp that. Because it's, it's like, when you ain't really been through no real, like, don't get me wrong, she's been through relationships, but I don't know. I just feel like she need, she need to really, you know, how do I say this? Like, some women need a little bit more experience than others to really, you know, learn themselves and learn how they want to move in the world nothing wrong with that everybody needs to gain experience and to go through some shit to really you know like know where they stand in life i think that's just that's all it is for her for real and she was also talking about like celibacy i've talked about celibacy on here with you guys before i have no problem being celibate there's i've been single for not to put my business out there or nothing but i've been single for what three years now majority i would say about 75 percent I would say 80% of that has been me being celibate for real. Like, I don't have no problem being celibate because I've, I've always been the type of person where I have to really be connected to you and I have to really, really be not only connected to you but attracted to you as well to want to go there with you sexually because I'm not out here just giving it away. That's not even, that's not even in my, that's not even me. So, I'm not going, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'd rather be by myself than be around anybody that's not, that, that I don't see being in my life. For real, for real. This bug right here is wilding on me, and I really want her to grow the fuck away because you, you see her? Did you just, just see? She's playing, and it's like, I don't know if I'm saying something you're not agreeing with, Miss Girl, but that has nothing to do with me. Anyway, but yeah, celibacy is, and also, a thing, one thing about celibacy that I will say, when you're celibate for a, a period of time, it becomes easier to you because you start to realize, like, none of these niggas is worth touching my body. So I'm not really missing shit out here because, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if I'm, child, celibacy is nothing for me, and I wish a lot of other females would understand that, like, because realistically, just like our daddies used to tell us, like, all these niggas out here want is to have sex with us. They might, you know, take us on dates or do whatever the case may be. But at the end of the day, they gonna hit you with the, oh, I don't want nothing serious. I don't have time for that. I will punch you in your face, dead ass. Like, bro, no. So I will, nah. I, celibacy is easy for me. And like I said, it just gets easier when you learn yourself as a woman for real. And when you learn your power as a woman. That's something that I think is another thing that I'm going to drill into y'all heads understanding your power as a woman first of all we none of these niggas would be here right now if women couldn't reproduce let's really understand it let's really break it down everybody that's on this earth was brought here through their mother so that's power within itself we make babies we have periods we women are the most business how do I say this? Women go get it done. That's all I'm going to say. Women are such a necessity. Women are so powerful. Women are so... We're in a different realm than men for real. So once you understand that, it's like, first of all, and you also got to understand these niggas going to come and go. 
Not everybody, not every nigga you meet is supposed to be your boyfriend. Not every nigga you meet is supposed to be in your life forever. Not every nigga you meet is supposed to meet your family or be in your household. Those are rules that I give myself already. The only guys that have been in my household for real is two. <laughs> and they were actually guys that I was dating that were my boyfriends. So I, this is how I feel to each their own, but I feel like this should be every woman's lifestyle. Like my, my bedroom and my home and the people that are in my home are sacred and they should be held to that standard. Right? So I personally feel like there's no reason you bring in a nigga in your house, in your bedroom, around your peoples, if you don't see yourself really being with him. Like, for what? For what? For what? No. That's what, That's another thing. When you start talking to a guy, he gonna hit you up with the, oh, where you wanna go? You, you thought she was coming back to my house? That is the funniest shit I've heard all day. I don't know why you would think that. I do not have niggas in my house. I ain't had a nigga lay in my bed with me in a calm three and a half years. No funny. And I do not give a fuck. I do not care. I do not care. That's another thing. When you and also it's easy for you to be, you know, get in that bag where it's like, damn, I'm lonely. Damn, I want a nigga, like all this stuff, and you end up falling for the wrong niggas. Me, on the other hand, yes, I do get lonely, but baby. Sorry, I got a message. Oh my God. <laughs> but um, it's, I don't know. It's just, let me write that down so I don't forget. But it's easy for me to get over that loneliness because at the end of the day, it's, it's easy for me to get over it because I understand where that loneliness stems from. It stems from me being a woman who essentially wants to be loved. Everybody wants to be loved, but you got to differentiate. You got to differentiate being lonely. No, let me rephrase that. Being lonely does not mean you put yourself back in uncomfortable or negative situations just because you feel, you don't feel lonely there. You know what I'm saying? But there's a difference between being alone and being lonely. I think we mistake the moments that we are alone and pin that word, oh, I'm lonely onto it, and then it makes it something else. You can very well be alone in your house for weeks and days at a time and not be lonely. I've done it. I, like, I think... That's what I had to learn as well. Baby, you're not lonely. You're just alone. And that's okay. But don't say that you're lonely because that's not, that's a different step, I feel. But, yeah. I don't know. I do want to, don't get me wrong. Like, I do want somebody that I know I can depend on, right? But I have come to really, really understand, like, everything is about timing. Like, Rushing things doesn't doesn't make it last. And like when you're rushing to find love and when you're really like looking for it, like you tend to fall for the wrong people and you tend to put yourself up put yourself in weird or unnecessary situations. And I don't I don't like that. I don't like to put myself in anything that doesn't genuinely make me happy for real. So don't get me wrong, I want a nigga to blow my phone up. Oh my god. Do y'all like when a guy when guys blow your phone up? Don't get me okay. If I don't like you though, don't ever blow up my phone. Don't ever. Because I'm gonna block you in the next 30 seconds. Because why are you blo weird? But if I like you, yeah, you can definitely blow up my phone. If I'm not answering, yeah, blow my what? Blow up my phone. I want do you know you remember those days in middle school where a guy used to blow up your phone? Girl, you're so pretty. Oh my god, I love you so much. Like you're so I miss that. I ain't had that in years, but like I know when I do get it again. 
it's going to hit different. You feel me? So I'm not, I don't rush. That's why I don't rush nothing in my life. Because I know when I do get everything that I want in my life, it's going to hit different. And when you do find, like, somebody that you like, it makes you kind of appreciate all of the fucked up niggas that you went through to get here. Because it's like, had to go through some shit to really get some shit. You feel me? So, that's how I feel, for real. But, what else did we talk about yesterday? Oh, this also ties into my lonely versus alone aspect. I was telling her, like, lately, I've been, lately, I told her, I was like, lately, I've been feeling very lonely. And that's weird for me, because I don't normally really feel that. And I, especially because I've learned to differentiate between being lonely and just being alone. So, lately, I definitely have been feeling like, damn, I'm lonely, like friends not checking up on me like and that's when that overthinking aspect comes into it because you know your friends not checking up on you does not mean that your friends hate you it literally means that everybody is focused on their own life and everybody is busy that's it I think what we tend to really think is like when we're going through something it's like oh my god everybody hates me nobody's reaching out to me everybody's judging me when reality is everybody's focused on their own shit so you might be like Feeling some type of way towards your friend because it's like, damn, this bitch ain't checked up on me. She ain't called me. She ain't said nothing about what I posted on Instagram. Girl, little do you know she's struggling too. <laughs> and she thinking the same thing about you. So it's just like that overthinking and that fucking overthinking is a motherfucker. Okay. Because that shit, really, truthfully, I would really be laying in my bed. Right. And it's like, damn, my friends, they text me in three days. Them bitches hate me. Do them bitches hate me? Or like, if I'm talking to a nigga, right, and he, like, doesn't text me for a few hours or whatever. Because I'm not... The, first of all, first of all, I used to be the type of girl that, like, you had to be texting 24-7, right? But as i got gotten older, it's like, okay, first of all, ain't nobody glued to their phone 24-7. So, and we got we to go to work. I got to do this fucking podcast. I got to do this fucking schoolwork. So it's like, baby, I'm not going to be texting you 24 hours a day. So, yes, a little communication through text here and there is good during the day, but you don't got to text me all day. And I like that because that's something that I really, really have grown to understand. So, like... Oh, let's say this nigga don't text me for a couple of hours. It's like, okay, what did she fucking like? What? Just tell me now. And it's like, girl, chill out. I was taking a nap, first of all. Or I was at work, babe. Like, and it got real busy, couldn't hit my, you know what I'm saying? Like, overthinking really, overthinking really drags everything because it really be making you feel like a situation is not what the fuck it is at all. So, I was also telling her, like, she was talking about overthinking too. I'm a, I overanalyze, I overthink, I overstress, I overlove. I am an over the top kind of bitch. And it's just like, I mean, do I want to be that way? No, but it's just like that is what it is. I hope y'all did not hear my stomach just cry. But it just is what it is. Like when you have a genuine heart, you kind of you tend to, you know, that tends to follow suit with it. But a lot of the times when I have negative thoughts or whatever, I will try my hardest to change like change the narrative or steer my thoughts in a different direction. Like I'll try to take this negative thought that I just had and try to manipulate it into being positive. Or I'll try to like wipe the whole negative comment away in my head and create a positive one so that it's it you know what I'm saying that it's so that it negates. Trying to trick my mind for real. Because my mind be tricking me. So like why can't I trick that bitch back? You hear me? So that's what I be doing. But yeah, 
I, 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 that, that fucking bug just landed on my, oh, it flew away. <laughs> but I, I don't know. As a woman, there's just so many things that we need to learn about ourselves for real. Like, and, and you, when you understand your power as a woman, speaking from a woman who learned her power as a woman, I will walk past any nigga. Like, where did I, when did I say, I said this to myself a couple weeks ago. Where was I that I said this? I don't know. I'll be going out and it's just like, don't, don't let nobody capture you. There are certain girls who will get dressed with their homegirls, make a plan to go out specifically so that they can go home, go out and find a nigga to go home with. I ain't never been that girl. That has happened to me one time where I actually went out and I seen a nigga that I fucked with and like, you know, but I do not go out looking for no niggas. The niggas find me, if I'm being honest. But it's just like, I don't I don't have that mentality because it's just like, first of all, I'm going out to look cute, number one. I'm going out with my homegirls to have a good ass time, number two. And three, my life do not, I do not do nothing for no nigga. Nothing. Like, my life do not revolve off of me fucking going to find a nigga. I wish the fuck it would. Like, what, bitch? No. <laughs> no. And I hate girls like that. Like, oh, we got the niggas is here, the niggas is there, bitch. And okay. And I am here and I am there too. What about it? Like, but that's also. And either way, I'm like, <laughs> a nigga gonna come up to me regardless. I think that says a lot about me as a woman. Like, I walk into any spot having no intentions of talking to nobody, no intentions of doing nothing, male or female. And I'll walk into a spot and get fucking, a girl will come up to me like, oh my God, I love your hair. Oh my God, what's your Instagram? Or a guy will come up to me like, oh my God, you bad as hell. Like what? I think that says a lot about a woman who can walk into any room and other people's energies are attracted to her. If you walk into the room and nobody's attracted to your energy, that says a lot about you as a woman. Nobody, nobody wants to be around you with your negative energy. Clearly, I am a woman with an insanely positive, wonderful aura. And I just be attracting everybody. But if you, that, that's, I advise every woman to test that once in her life or to just be observant of that in her life. When you go to a spot and you walk into a room, be mindful of how other people react to you. If nobody's like, not this, not, I was gonna say if nobody's looking at you, but that's really nothing. But if nobody's like trying to make conversation with you or is noticing you or is like pointing out your energy or making you feel like, you know, like if nobody's like gravitating towards you, that says a lot. I feel. But hey, I don't fucking know. I know that to be true. I know that to be true, literally. This motherfucking bug. <laughs> I know that to be true though. Oh, I guess we could say that I had a guest on the show, Miss Fly. Miss Fly on the motherfucking wall. But um, yeah, I know that to be true, for sure, for sure. Because I had a friend who I would go places with. And it's so crazy because when we were together, standing next to each other, nobody would really interact with us. And truthfully, she just wasn't the type of person that was friendly. She just wasn't the type of person that like, was outgoing for real or and her energy was kind of like not I'm not trying to say her energy was trash but it wasn't my energy and 
I remember I remember I had just learned about this, like learned about people being attracted to you because of your energy and your aura and stuff. And I would stand next to her. Nobody would really engage with us. We would engage with each other. And I wasn't really, I wasn't really paying attention to it. I was saying with her, we would interact with each other. And then I would walk away from her. Or there would be times where I'm doing, I'm over here and she's over there. And I would engage in conversations as I'm walking over here by myself. Or as I'm standing here by myself, people would engage in conversations with me. But never when I was next to her. And when she went over there by herself, nobody was really entertaining her. So it's just like, you got to be mindful of things like that as a woman. Because that says a lot about other women for real but what do I know what do I know see I told y'all I don't I didn't have nothing to talk about this episode and I just winged that whole shit is winged a word I don't think so but I just fucking improvised that whole episode 41 minutes who's doing it like me nobody okay five things that I want in my next relationship I don't know why I just thought of this Truthfully, I'm not going to confirm nor deny if I'm talking to somebody right now. I'm going to let y'all mind wander. But if I was, I wouldn't tell y'all for a minute. Because I personally feel like when you have someone or something that you really care about or that is really, really close to your heart, you hold it there as close as you possibly can for as long as you possibly can until you feel like okay I can share this or not even not even just okay I can share this with everybody but you hold it close to your heart and keep it to yourself until you feel like okay you can tell certain people who are worthy of this information you know what I'm saying so I'm gonna leave you with that one. <laughs> I'm gonna leave you with that one and I'm gonna let your mind wander but I am definitely single but um you know, who knows? I I don't know what I am. I don't, I don't really know if I'm single. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not about to play with y'all. But, yeah. We'll, we'll talk this season, girl. <laughs> we will talk this season. I'm going to definitely have some... We'll talk. We will talk, baby. <laughs> but, yeah. Okay, five things that I want in my next relationship. First of all, I need somebody that's really, really good at communicating. Because when you're, when you're an overthinker, like... Your mind wanders and you will create any scenario in your head. Bitch, I could have a dream about you cheating on me and I will be pissed at you for the entire day because you might not have did it in real life. My dream gave me this clue that you was thinking about it for real. But you got to have good communication and you got to be somebody that I feel really comfortable with communicating with too because I have a lot of thoughts. I have a lot of feelings. I have a lot of things. I have a lot of everything. So... I want to be able to tell you anything that I feel and you'd be like, okay, well, this is how I feel. You know what I'm saying? Like communication is everything for real. So I think that definitely, definitely has to end. Even if you're not a good communicator, that should be something that you and your partner work on throughout the entire relationship for real. Because I don't think anybody could ever say like, oh, I'm an amazing communicator. I'm the best of the best. No, we all have things we could work on or we could be better at. So I think communication is something that you have to work on throughout the entirety of your relationship. In the beginning, it's always hard, but like as you get old, as time goes on, it gets better. So definitely a good communicator. Um, they definitely have to be taller than me because at this point in my life, I've dated one or two short men, and they crazy. I'm not interested. I am not interested no more. I want me a six foot king, 
to that I have to like you feel me like I'm tired of looking niggas in the eye Tia just said this on the episode that we did with Build a Bay called Build a Bay yeah she literally said if I have to look you in the eye I don't take you seriously and I fucking felt that because truthfully like my ex like he was the same height as me so it's like I used to look him in the eye that's why we used to be fighting all the time and that's why my mouth was crazy because it's like I don't respect you like I'm looking you in the eye nigga what you about to, what you about to do what do you want to do we really used to fight for real. Don't give a fuck, but whatever. That's neither here nor there. But yeah, you definitely got to be taller than me, babe. Can't do it no more. Um, I have to genuinely like you as a person. That's another thing. I think as women, we be so like hung up on the idea of actually getting a man and actually having a man that we don't really be liking these niggas as people for real. I can say that with my ex on God. Like I, I did not like him as a person. Like in the beginning, yeah, because we was young as hell and I didn't really wasn't really paying attention to shit like that. But as the relationship went on, I realized I don't like this nigga as a person. This nigga don't think like me. This nigga don't even match my motherfucking energy, nothing. So it was just like, I don't like him as a person. Start When you start dating people that you like instead of like as a person, instead of their physical attributes, you'll realize your uh, options are getting a little smaller <laughs> because these niggas, these niggas will look so good to you right appearance wise but you will fucking hate them as a person and they will be a shitty person at that so yeah definitely definitely should like who you fucking with as a person for real um i think it's somebody that is respectful at all times and when i say respectful at all times i mean yes we're going to argue yes we're going to have disagreements and all that shit but don't ever be disrespectful to me you can you can express your opinion to somebody and you could disagree with them all you want to while being respectful. It's possible. Especially if I'm your girl. There's no reason you should be talking to me like I'm one of your homies. Hell fucking no. Because my mouth is crazy too. I don't know if you knew. But we could really take it there. And I don't want to take it there with no nigga that I'm fucking with or that I love. Because that, once you cross that bridge of disrespect, you can't really come back from that. And I don't, boy, if the slightest inkling that I feel that I'm being disrespected, I'm on go. I don't like that either. So, no. Last one. Hmm. What would I say? Um. I want somebody who is adventurous. I don't mean fucking jumping out of fucking planes and fucking all that shit. I mean somebody that, like, is going to be interested. Because I'm an earth sign, baby. I will go to the park and I will walk. And I will sit under the trees and I will do whatever outside any day. You got to be able to come to the park with me or we can go bowling. We can do all this different stuff. I just like to be outside having fun for real. Or even in the crib. Like we don't really got to. I think that's another thing that fucking pisses me off about men. They think everything that in order to win a female over has to involve money. Baby, no. We could go in the backyard and play tag. And play with my dog. And I would be so happy. We could go cook a meal together. We could fucking buy paint and paint fucking murals at the crib together. Like, it do not, bro. That'd be the disconnect. Men think women are entirely after their money. I saw this meme where it was like, y'all hurt all the good girls who were actually trying to love you. So now you stuck with the girls that just want your money. Instagram gonna get y'all together. And I'm just here to repost. But yeah, 
That's all. That's all I really had to talk about. That's you. You like I'm like a top tier podcaster. Like no script, no nothing, just fucking talking. I don't even got my table in front of me because I knew it was gonna be a chill vibe. Who am I? Podcaster of the year? I think so. I literally turned the camera back on, turned the microphone back on to add this to tell you this. So that's how you know it's important. I feel like this isn't something else I was talking about with my friend that I really could not think about when I was recording just now. But she was like, every guy that I meet, it's like, they just want to fuck. They just want to be a sneaky link or whatever. And I was like, but that's what you're going into the connection with this man telling yourself. My best friend, she, what do I say? She, I don't, I, I, I tell her all the time. I'm, I'm going to keep funny with y'all. I tell her she got man tendencies because when she be talking to niggas, it's like, Oh, I just want to fuck. I don't want to do this. I don't want to cuddle. She, bro, she is not going to cuddle with you. She's not going to be on the phone with you. She's not going to text you all day. She not doing none of that. She not linking you after a certain times. She not even really, she not even really trying to see you like that unless it's, you know, you know. So I'm just like, girl, that's, that's what, that's the, I, that's the intention that you're setting when you, before you even get anywhere with this nigga. So everything is about your intentions for real. I personally feel like if you say to yourself, okay, I just want a nigga that's going to be my sneaky link. We're going to fuck around. We're going to do this for a certain amount of time. And then I'm off him. That's what you're going to attract. That's what's going to be brought into your life. When you set the intention like, no, okay, I do want a relationship. I do want somebody that's going to take me seriously. I do want somebody that like likes me for me. That's what you're going to attract. I learned that the hardest fucking way possible. Like I always, I remember I, <laughs> Y'all know, I've said this so many times, like, oh, I'm, I don't think I'm ready for a relationship right now at this point in my life, and, but I do want somebody to be around me. I'm attracting shitty-ass niggas who are gonna hit me with the, oh, I don't want nothing serious, but we can still kick it, because that's what I thought I wanted. But realistically, that's not what I thought of, that's not what I really wanted, that's what I, that's what I decided I wanted, because that's the type of men I was attracting. So that became my intention. So that became what I continued to attract. Once I changed that mentality and I was like, nah, like, I deserve a nigga that's going to love me. I deserve somebody that's going to actually want to be in a relationship with me. Like, do I look like a sneaky link kind of bitch? No. Do I give pull up on me? No. Like, that's not, that's not, no, that's not, that's not even how I want to really be. That's not even how I really want a nigga to think about me. Like, okay, I know Jay going to pull up on me. No, the fuck I'm not. No, the fuck I'm not. And when you set standards for yourself and when you really be like, okay, this is what I want in life. I want a nigga that's going to be this, 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 and this. Literally write that shit down. That's what I did. You will literally manifest or begin to attract that exact man that you're asking for, for real. So like once you, I was trying to tell her yesterday, like, girl, once you stop thinking like a nigga and once you actually tap into your female feelings and decide what it is that you want from these niggas, you will get just that. So, word of advice, ladies, this is about your intentions. Like, and I think I think she does it though, as like a protection mechanism or like a way to like try to protect herself from getting hurt for real. I think she automatically puts these men in the category of okay, I'm just gonna fuck around with him for a certain amount of time and then I'm gonna dip on him because she's like that's the easiest way that I won't get hurt. Like. It's on my time. It's it's on my terms that like I'm fucking around. You feel me? And when you 
project like, oh, you don't give a fuck about the relationship or feelings aspect to a man, they're going to run with that. They're going to take that and run with that. Because not, not, all, not all men really want a relationship, but they want girls that are like that. Like, okay, I can fuck around with her and I can still do what I got to do. Do what I don't want to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, once you take that away from a man and you force him to, and you, not even force him, but once you take that away and you're, you decide, hold on, let me kill this motherfucker. Oh, fuck, it keeps flying away. Shit. Whatever. <laughs> but once, I told her, once you really tap into your feminine side for real, because I also think that she don't really be so tapped into her feminine side because she's never really had a man feed into her feminine side because she's never even let that wall down to a man for a man to even see that side of her that's how i feel because i that's also was one of my problems too i think truthfully just us being new york women in general we aggressive as fuck and we have adopted the manly way of living because that's just what our life is for real but when you you're like that soft life that everybody's talking about that deriving in your femininity that stuff that's what a woman really, really wants to do. Like, I want to be feminine. I want to be soft. I want to be a passenger princess. I want to be all that because we deserve that. But I think she's just put that part of hers to the side because nobody has really shown her or allowed her to do that. So, I know. I'm a therapist. I knew. Like, I know. I, know. But I just had to add that. I think so. Anyways, I hope y'all enjoyed episode two. We'll be back next week for another one. I love y'all. Thank y'all so much for all the support. We are here for another season. Can you believe we're on season five? I think that is so cool. But yeah, love y'all. See you later.